0: ride the and... ask not what your voice can do for you
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing just jamming so hard like I've never heard it before so hard,
0: yeah, dude speaking of nodding your head to yes. music yes I did I went to a concert last week oh I went to Tool oh <laughs> oh and and how and how and is I that couldn't nod my head to the music? Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Dude, they they're amazing musicians. I don't doubt that. We talk a lot about music before we talk about the actual cars, which is great, which is great. Yes. Yeah, they are amazing musicians. I'd never listened to Tool before. Yeah. Went to a concert, saw Tool and I probably I don't know. We'll see if I listen to them again. You didn't like get in the car it's hard. and immediately turn on Tool. No, because I couldn't remember any of the songs I had heard because they just yeah. get into these insanely long rock riffs, right. very impressive, right? And these insane key signatures where they're weaving different key signatures in the band together. Okay, it's very impressive, but yeah. it's hard to just like yeah. nod your head to it to like headbang to it because right. as soon as you start, they're on a different beat time. Right, And you're offbeat. And you're like, oh. And you're like, I guess I'll just well, and, sit.
2: And just in your defense for the listeners, who yeah. may not know, like... Uh-huh. Tool, do, number one. <laughs> we went to see Roger Waters together last yes. year. yeah. And so Max isn't also like not... Or not familiar with jam bands or bands that like... Frog,
0: progressive rock bands right. who
2: are free to just go off. Just to do whatever. Oh, yeah, I love that. For like an extended period. Uh-huh. So it's not that...
0: Tool is challenging. That, the, <laughs> this was... <laughs> A number of yeah factors yeah and if you if there are Tool fans out there listening you would know if you go to a live show yeah you do not take your phone out and record I don't know if you knew that no. they are very anti no recording no cameras no phones there are signs everywhere I guess they make announcements in the in the arena oh, before so they're, they're okay? Metallica Napster about no, they are no video. so here's the thing so we brought our friend right yeah. he's a big Tool fan he tried to see them earlier but they canceled their COVID tour. Okay So he got his re- ticket refunded And then now he's finally seeing them for the first time We have like floor seats we We're really close Yeah First song starts Like they're like doo, 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 doo. Like they're yeah. warming up yeah. He pulls out his phone He's gone Security gets him ush, Like escorts him out of the center The police are out there They'll be like Can't get back in He is gone They l- literally took yeah, him out, out of the doing show it All night long to people who pulled their phones out Oh ruthless why in the ruthless. world less why would you even go to that show because uh, you love tool isn't uh, that but, crazy
2: but i feel like is this the definition of a tool like <laughs> a band that is literally throwing their own fans it's out a, of their I show think the fans
0: are in like a abusive relationship where they can't get out they okay, don't realize okay. they're being abused
2: that that makes
1: kind of sense <laughs> anyway
0: anyway mike i have a We'll get we'll get right into this. Oh, okay. I was going to maybe say this for the end. Oh, okay. But do you want to <laughs> I bought something. Do you want to open it on the show? I guess I, I think I don't think I have a choice. And yeah, I bought this. I bought this off eBay. eBay.com for potential sponsors. And (laughs) If eBay uh, wants to sponsor this podcast
2: And for those of you who are listening to the podcast This is another chance for you to jump on YouTube Oh oh
0: yeah this is a very visual part I will describe what's going on So I've (laughs) handed Mike a big box It's about a 12 by 13 by 12 box It's almost cube like Mike is pulling out a knife He's cutting through the eBay branded tape I am excited for you Mike This might lead into what we can talk about today And it's motorsport themed Motor motorsport we were themed
2: okay i'm gonna put okay, the knife now, away you're
0: like one flap away from opening this up <sighs> final guess what this is not roman grosjean's burnt flesh <laughs> <laughs> i didn't dang, that stuff is expensive it's ex-
2: <laughs> <laughs> you should see it
0: though andretti's still hawking it on the streets
2: <laughs> uh it's uh oh man it's a this is 1998.
0: Okay, maybe Daytona 500 hat. Oh wow! Okay, let's see if you're right. Let's see if he's right. He's, he's rifling through the packaging, trying to find the product on the it's inside. So paper. Yeah, they, they packed. Is it inside the oh, paper? Oh,
2: here we what go. What is
0: it? Here we go. I haven't seen it. I just. Oh, yes. (laughs) The man. The myth. The legend. It's a Dell Earnhardt doll
2: action figure? Since your camera wouldn't focus on you last week, let's see. Oh, oh there we go. There
0: it is. Ooh. Look
2: yes. at that.
0: The winner's circle. The winner's circle of Biggie. Dale Earnhardt's the, starting lineup. The Dale Born Earnhardt, Earnhardt Sr. Choking hazard. Got that right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. I didn't realize they
2: made such edgy jokes in that time period.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, wow.
2: Oh. Are you excited about that? This guy I mean it's epic That's an epic one Wow Yeah We're going to have to do something special with this Yeah we're definitely going to have to Have to make Dale Earnhardt Just yeah. live in this studio we'll, As you guys could see Again there we'll is a car something. behind me If you can see yeah. it Yeah
0: On my camera But uh, Amazing Can you guess what It's unopened The tape is still there I don't even know when this was made But can you guess how much this cost me 1999 You were close 1998 Yeah was close Yeah uh, this cost you thirty-five dollars. Oh, that's more expensive than I bought it for. Oh, really? Nineteen dollars. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, this thing's like free shipping. I was like, oh, I'm getting that. Yeah, <laughs> I will like, purchase that right now. So there you go. Amazing um, new memorabilia for the podcast. A new studio piece. Yeah, we'll put it right here for the duration. Yes, next to our calendar. I thought that's it a was perfect spot for yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was a good timed thing. Yeah, the United States Grand Prix this week. And who is returning this week? Daniel Ricciardo. I'm wearing his McLaren jersey. From the American Grand Prix a few years back. A few years ago. Yes. Yeah, number three. Del Earnhardt, number three. Definitely going to
2: have to talk about how those two tie together at some point today. Okay, yeah, let's do it. I think that's a good idea. Cause, uh, yeah, Danny Rick looks up to Dale urn Yep, the intimidator, the intimidator. That's where the number three came from for him. But that's awesome! What a cool! This is amazing! Yep.
0: This so rad! Yeah, that's a mean mug if I've ever seen one. So that's our intro for the podcast today. Is a little gift for the podcast. Nice. Yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> we don't need anything else. No. Because so all we need is Dale Earnhardt. All we need is the intimidation. And all we're gonna get this week is Daniel Carter returning. To yes, the Grand Prix. Yes. Haas with a great new spec car and yes. a pretty livery and an American-inspired livery. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. We have some questions from email. Should we do those at the end of the episode? Yeah. Okay, we'll say those to the end. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk about some nerd news? Nerd news.
2: Are you ready for the nerd news? <laughs> That's computer music.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like a, tea, yeah. a Texas Instruments calculator. Uh-huh. I'd want to... We need to find some 8-bit car music. Oh, yeah. Car sounds. Oh, yeah. For nerd news. There's got to be at least 15... Unsuccessful
2: 80s car video games That we could rob the <laughs> intro from uh, yeah, yeah, So we'll, we'll get right to work on mm-hmm. that But welcome to Nerd News yeah. For this week uh-huh. This is my segment, I don't get to welcome people to the podcast <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm going to take full I'm Max. <laughs> advantage This is
0: Mike, welcome to Nerd News
2: <laughs> Not Fast Ones But <laughs> to Nerd News Welcome to the Fast Ones Nerd News Exactly uh, I do actually have a few notes okay, For good. some things that have taken place this week Good all right. Well, let's start with on November fifteenth, Disney Plus and Hulu will be releasing, I believe it's a four part series, documentary made by Keanu Reeves. Oh. On the Braun GP two thousand nine season with oh. Jensen Button and okay. Ross
0: Braun. Oh, exciting. I like all those names that you said besides Bro- Disney. <laughs> I like um, all those names the that you money had to come said. from somewhere, Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I liked all those names that you said. Keanu Reeves, yeah. Jensen Button. Those are great. Ted Theodore Logan
2: who's a big motorsport fan. And for those of you who don't know, that's Ken Reeves is who I'm referring to. Oh, okay. Is a big motorsport guy. And uh, through the successful years of Formula One, took the opportunity to make a documentary on a thing that happened Uh that he
0: loved. A great motorsport story.
2: Yeah, a big F1 moment. Cool. With the underdog Cinderella story of Braun
0: GP. So that's coming out really soon in a month from now. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, That sounds honestly better than Drive to Survive. It will be for sure. Yeah, Drive to Survive, honestly. Kind of kind of predictable in a sense. We, know, sure. there's some, we know what happens because we just watched the season. Yeah. And we know the drama will be made up.
2: Well, yeah. And then they'll get around to Charles and George and they'll yeah. be like, what you don't know about Charles and George is that they're bitter, bitter rivals. Yeah. And it's because George
0: took Charles's girlfriend.
1: <laughs> and everyone will be like, that didn't happen.
0: It did to Netflix. It did in their hearts. It it's their, their hearts. truth. They wish that... <laughs>
2: The spinoff of the new of Love Is Blind is going to mm. be Love Is Fast. Love is fast,
0: <laughs> and we produced it. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: it's just about George and his girlfriend. Yeah,
0: it's a really good mini series. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> if George isn't already producing his own series about his own life, Do you, how many pitches is... a week is he sending Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys need a Drive to Survive spinoff? We know that Drive to
2: Survive's sort of losing relevance, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking.
0: I'm just thinking ahead. I'm just trying to get you ahead of the curve. I was surprised. I surprised myself. I went to Walmart. Yes. They're selling Formula One model cars. Uh, Yes. This was a big, big moment. I've been checking them all year because they're slowly increasing the amount of cars that they're selling, collectible things, which is great. And this was the week. Finally, there was Formula One cars there and there was Max cars, Sergio cars. There was Carlos, Chucky Leclerc cars. And one Mercedes, and it was George Russell, <laughs> president of the Hall Monitors, <laughs> present, <laughs> present, nerd in chief. Oh, the nerd, uh, the nerd is there. But I did buy a Carlos. They're you ten, did?
2: 10 dollars. I, I see. I nice have a little. Nice I have little a one. Carlos previous Ferrari mm-hmm. Gen
0: on my desk at work. So see, I, that's great. Yeah. I was like, honestly, out of these, who am I rooting for? Yeah. That, then it was an interesting little game. Yeah. <laughs> out of those, like five people. I'm like, yeah, I'm
1: going You're for like, Carlos. which He's one like, of these is cool? He's cool. Yeah, for real. Yeah.
2: That's definitely how I felt. That's how I picked his. I'm like, <laughs> it's not my first pick. It's not my last pick. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves. All right, new so little series. That's awesome. Keanu Reeves in his new documentary releasing November 15th. So keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, Danny Rick made his F1 car debut in Nashville and did some donuts in a little Since promo session. Injured. Yes. Okay. Okay. And uh, his helmet is that new kind of tan flame helmet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I just got to say, it looked real good with some Red Bull Mm -hmm. branding
0: big on that helmet. Yeah. Red Bull has been, like you said, Mike, just cheeky. They've been real cheeky. (laughs) With what they're choosing to market and advertise and put on their social media. And that brings me to my next bit of news. Yes.
2: Spa got renewed as a racetrack. Uh Uh-huh. And the way that Red Bull celebrated the spa announcement Uh was by posting a picture of Max Verstappen with Daniel Ricciardo. Yes. From many years ago now. Uh Uh-huh. As opposed to, I don't know, maybe Sergio Perez. Yeah. (laughs) Or even Albon or and, Pierre and or the, anyone else? And <laughs> the
0: caption was like, we'll see you in 2025 or something. Or yeah. two, and it's like, What? what well, is, we will? These what, two drivers? Are these the <laughs> guys we're going to see? <laughs> yeah. Also, it was kind of cheeky, too. Daniel Ricciardo released his new line of clothes. It's all Nashville. Well, Austin music scene, but very Nashville record music vibes, too. Yeah. So he's in like Nashville. this like country Western rock record music capital of the United States. Yes. The same weekend he released his line with the actual Red Bull Formula One team and car. Right. It was all very synergistic. Yeah. It seemed like a real big announcement weekend. Yeah. Wink, wink kind of thing. It's like Red Bull has something. Something planned
2: They got something cooking Yeah And it seems like The uh, the prediction that I made earlier What two episodes ago Yeah It's gotten louder And louder Yeah And I'm like Well I haven't at even point, pushed it that at hard At some
0: point Mike You are gonna be in danger of Like Not being, being right about everything <laughs> Well how do I put this <laughs> You might You're just pitching a no hitter right now <laughs> Of like predictions. Oh, so I'm like in danger. You're in danger of losing of the record. Of get, get wrong. But like,
2: <laughs> keep going because yeah. you're not going to get it wrong. Yeah. That in thousand ain't That's a bad amazing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but moving on from that. The other things that I wanted to uh, address Mm -hmm. were that the Haas upgrade is on the way, as we've discussed. Uh, Henry gave us a good deep dive on that a couple episodes ago. Mm -hmm. One of the things that's interesting about that is that Haas actually rented an external garage away from the racetrack to build the cars. Because the upgrade is such a B-spec separate car to what they have been running. Okay. That the amount of work that they need to do to assemble these is not going to be something they want to do at the track. Oh, okay. And I'm assuming they've already started because the race Mm -hmm. is this week. Yes, yeah. Yeah and uh and I'm not sure that they had access to their own garage at this point
0: until what Wednesday or so gotcha okay so you're saying they had like an off-site garage in Austin and they've and they've been building a car there for a while they've had they have a, a, that car
2: being built in a separate garage yeah. right now
0: do you remember <laughs> and it
2: feels very like <laughs> it top gear like okay so we like yeah. so we found some tools yeah we found a workshop uh-huh. and cued the music yeah. And, like now they're gonna come out with like <laughs> A lift, yeah, and some like green yeah. leaves on uh-huh. the car for some reason, <laughs> and it's gonna be ready for battle in
0: America. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked about it. I was thinking more light in the long, uh, more along the lines of the movie Contact. It's a uh, oh, okay. Do you, you remember that? Oh yeah, I love Contact. Old Matthew McConaughey, Jodie Foster movie. Yes, great. But they, <laughs> this is way too much of a tangent. <laughs> but do you remember they build the the portal traveling device? Oh yeah, the big like swoopy thingy. The protesters blow it up Right She thinks her hopes and dreams are squashed But there's an offsite one that another billionaire built Yep And she gets to travel through time Yes I feel like that's what this is too Yeah (laughs) It's like Ooh we had a secret one offsite that we were building in
2: secret And Alfa
1: Romeo
0: is just over there with TNT And they're
2: just like "Eh." (laughs) And then they're like actually was in the garage the whole time And Jodie Foster is our
0: new team principal (laughs) And she's like Matthew McConaughey. Way to go, Alfred <sighs> Romeo. Matthew McConaughey's in that movie. Mm-hmm. Texas. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Everything makes sense now. He lives in us. It's
2: all true. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's always at the race. Who
0: knows? Yeah. He's at
2: every race. He's been there. Yeah. And, and he's one of the celebrities that did not Snub Martin Brundle I actually mm. remember Matthew really?
1: McConaughey
0: oh, good. having a great Chat with yeah. him that's why That's right we get to hopefully have a nice Martin Brundle walk grid walk oh, I can't wait it's yeah. been a long year It's usually the US Grand Prix that they will let that Play out this, real well it's where it gets <laughs> Just cooking
2: <laughs> yeah that's where yeah. it gets great fun fact I actually learned this This week mm-hmm. I listened to Beyond the Grid With Mur- Murray Walker and it turns out Murray Walker who is the original like the F1 the voice of F1 prior to to crofty okay and he worked with james hunt and he's worked with martin brundle oh okay murray walker has since passed but murray walker in the interview i uh, was talking to tom clarkson and he tom's like oh and i love the gridwalk with martin brundle and it what a good thing that he brought to the to the equation And Murray Walker's like Good thing he brought <laughs> Yeah He's like I did it first <laughs> And he's like And then one day Martin Brundle came to me And he's like I'm gonna revive An old thing That you used to do And oh, he's really? like So did Martin didn't invent this Oh that's funny He's like It was a thing That I started Anyways It was pretty funny That is funny And Murray Walker know. was 95 When this interview took place Oh wow And so not even allowing Martin to have that credit yeah. I was like I immediately <laughs> like this guy
0: He's amazing uh, yeah Yeah, if you invented something, you better get credit for it. Take your claim.
2: And then the last bit of news, which is something that I think is interesting, is that Lewis Hamilton is being investigated further by the FIA for walking across the track after his accident in Qatar. Yes. And like walking back to the pit lane. Mm -hmm. They say that Lewis serves as a sort of role model for the sport and for so many people. And that because... He chose to break the rule to walk across what a live track. What the heck is the FIA? Right. What are they? It's uh, just just what annoying are these rules. Just annoying. Just make up something. It's so a role so model. Keep, keep going with this thing. So the whole point is is that now he's being investigated further for maybe potentially more fines and more legal action. For being a role model that chose to break such an important rule, this is weird. A lot of fans immediately, because once that explanation came out, yes. a lot of fans posted the video of Max walking away from the Monza crash, uh, yeah, on track.
0: Oh, and goes role model, double standard. Yeah, I'm. I We're not. I'm not a Lewis fan. I am rooting for Lewis right now. Yes, we are cheering for. But him. I'm not like a Lewis <laughs> fan. But I'm on his side for this. It doesn't just, make any sense. I, I instantly always go to other sports. Yeah. I'm like, oh, lebron james like foul someone yeah. are they going to be like since you are the most popular basketball player yeah we are going to penalize you even more because you shouldn't foul people you should you should be the do you know how many people look up to you yeah that is weird yeah it seems it's just like, rules of rules yeah and they should have set penalties yeah So a magnitude based on popularity sliding scale <laughs> yeah since when so like lance stroll can just do whatever the hell he wants <laughs>
2: Well that was the other (laughs) argument is everyone was like Oh so Lance could just shove his trainer And that's not like a role
0: model thing Right like since when could you just push Somebody I think we should give him It's it's your trainer You work with this guy if you're in the Heat of the moment you're mad and Let him be frustrated after like almost Dying yeah like
2: (laughs) Passing out And racing unconscious we know about this now (laughs)
0: Well acquainted with it uh, I I feel like the FIA has like gotten mad at drivers for being mad,
2: right? They and how do you not get mad? They just they don't want you to, man. You just gotta be happy about racing.
0: Yeah, it's a happy sport. No, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just was like, yeah, you. I I am known on the podcast for being excited about crashes. Yes, like I I think it's admirable that these guys are putting their life on the line, right? Getting into these cars. So let's let them get angry. Yeah. If a car runs over the top of their head. Right. Let's <laughs> let them express emotionally how that made them feel. Right. <laughs> Let's let them vent. Right. And like, yeah, you don't want a driver to get hit by a
2: race car. Yeah. But you also think the drivers ain't stupid. Yeah. They're not going to walk in front of a live racetrack out in front of a car. Yeah. Uh, Like Lewis isn't dumb. Right. And so it's like, no, he crossed the track while the cars were... 45 seconds away yeah and And yes we got a mile
0: long circuit
2: Yeah, it's like yes we got a shot of lewis walking to the pit area as george drives past in the background Mm -hmm. but he's like 300 feet away at that point like he's not right there on the track so Uh,
0: all ridiculous just a bit absurd so i thought i would just bring that up it was a good talking point i can't can't believe it the fia is just Oh, like operating on its own little planet.
2: Well, at where they've been so in favor of Lewis in the past and where that was a point of frustration for me, this is uh, a really weird dig yeah. to take at him and be like, no, no, you can't walk yeah. across the track. It just seems silly. Mm. So maybe Netflix asked him to do it. And the FIA is getting mad at that. They're just going to yeah. They're like, we want to, we want a scene. We need like. <laughs> The Force India, like out of a courthouse scene again, like if we're going to really make this season as good as previous seasons, we need somebody like bursting out of a cut. Felipe, we need you to sue (laughs) for your world title. Uh Lewis, we need you to cross the track. And also, I guess I forgot to put this in the news. Bernie Eccleston pleaded guilty to $400 million worth of fraud that was being hidden somewhere in Europe. In another country. In a, in a, in a treasure chest. Or, or it might have even been Singapore. It might have been like 400 million offshore in Singapore. Holy cow. And so he is sentenced to prison.
0: Wait, this wasn't in the news? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about it. <laughs> You're like Lewis walked across like, the road like, criminal <laughs> behavior with Bernie, Bernie Eccleston is not news <laughs>
2: but it's not news. he's going to prison well supposedly but you know how he's a billionaire I don't he's know he's not going to prison I don't know he'll pay bail he'll be fine that
0: is crazy <sighs> but also like I'm not surprised I guess that's why I didn't end up in my news yeah I mean this is Bernie if you guys don't know Bernie Eccleston's the the previous owner of Formula One yeah yeah, the sole owner. The sole owner. We've done an One episode guy. about it. Go back and listen to it. He yeah. has a fascinating story of <laughs> buying Formula One. Super fascinating. But yeah. then he became this old curmudgeon. Yes. And wouldn't like progress the sport to younger went people. Went against what his <laughs> core foundation was, <laughs> which was progress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now he got a guilty.
2: <laughs> and now of he embezzling is...
0: four hundred million dollars. He's gonna be handcuffed. Wow. This Mr. Old Eccleston. guy
2: with really bright white hair in his nineties has a three-year-old. <laughs> Champ. <laughs> free, Don't go changing Bernie. Bernie Eccleston.
0: <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag
2: free the burn.
0: Free the burn.
2: Not feel the burn. Let's free the burn. <laughs> let's yeah, let's start that, that on. That's let's our what? <laughs> yeah.
0: Amazing. He's innocent. All right, well, thanks for nerd news. Shifting gears. Yes, sir. Uh, I think we've teased it a little bit today with this Del Earnhardt doll, the American Grand Prix. Let's let's talk a little bit about Del Earnhardt. I think the reason why I bring him up is because my favorite driver is Daniel Ricciardo. Yes. Daniel Ricciardo's favorite driver is Del Earnhardt. C- correct. He based his car number three off of Del Earnhardt number three. And you have a little model car behind you. If you're watching on YouTube... You'll get to see it. Yeah. And I have his arch rival on the shelf below. Ah, Jensen Button. <laughs> Mika Hackenden. <laughs> Jeff Gordon. <laughs> oh yeah. Jeff Gordon. Yeah. Um. So like me as a newcomer, I don't really know anything about Del Earnhardt. Right. Why does Daniel like him so much? You know, you say Intimidator. He's obviously good at what he did. Clearly yeah. was an, enough of a figure to get uh, uh-huh. an action figure. Yeah. <laughs> so. so maybe Mike... We can have a little conversation. You can outline for me. Why does Daniel Ricardo like Dale Earnhardt? Well, there's so many factors. <laughs> there's so
2: many factors. First of all, Dale Earnhardt is one of three, but at the time was one of two uh-huh. that had won seven cup championships. So it's Richard Petty, okay, who had won seven, uh-huh. Dale Earnhardt Sr., and then in recent years, Jimmy Johnson. Okay, cool. So there are three NASCAR cup mm. competitors Who have all equaled each other for the most amount of championships won? So he's
0: like Lewis and uh, Michael Schumacher. Schumacher. Yeah. No one's gotten bad seven.
2: Yeah. Seven's a very odd number. That's weird. That is really weird. Yeah. So that is the the cap so far. Mm -hmm. But Dale Earnhardt is the second to have done it. Cool. On top of that, Dale started his career with that yellow and blue
0: Wrangler car. Yeah. If you're new to Formula One, Zach Brown promised Daniel Ricciardo. If he got on a podium that year at McLaren, he would let him drive Del Earnhardt's car. Yeah, he was allowed to drive one of his
2: personal collection,
0: he, bought. he had bought a Dale Earnhardt NASCAR, Yeah, which was a really rad purchase. Got yeah. to hand it to Zach. <laughs> he does have good taste. He does. <laughs> and uh, Daniel Ricardo won Monza. Yes. And so at the American Grand Prix, he did a lap around in get Dale Earnhardt's NASCAR. The Wrangler car, which I'm so jealous of because that is uh-huh. just such
2: a cool paint scheme and such it's, a rad
0: car. It's weird to look at because I only know NASCARs as looking... Like sedans, I guess. I don't know how to say. Just like a normal car, but fast. Totally. That one looks like it's from the seventies. It looks like it has like the cutback on it. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty square, boxy. Yeah. Typical it stock car. Doesn't look like a race car. Yeah, it's a stock car. It's stock a real car.
2: stock car. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. With a welded in cage, and that's pretty wow. much all it
0: was. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and his first season in NASCAR, I believe was 1978. And in his first season in NASCAR, he won rookie of the year. Gotcha. And then the following year or 79, might've been 79. Then the following year, he won the championship. Wow. So rookie of the year and then champion the next year. Has that
0: happened in formula one?
2: When did Lewis win his first championship? in 2008. 2008 and he got did he get a
0: rookie of the year
2: i think he won rookie of the year because he finished second in the championship in his rookie season oh that's honestly that's impressive with yeah. fernando alonso as his teammate <laughs> at mclaren yeah so uh maybe lewis won it the second year let me look that Let's up because up. Cause i cause feel like that needs, n-
0: needs to be equaled did, i mean spoiler alert: dylan hart's dead Yes. But did his body possess Lewis Hamilton? Did his soul (laughs) inhabit the body of Lewis Hamilton? This is a good, good question. I'm like, this is how
2: bad of a Lewis Hamilton fan. You're you're spouting off Dale Earnhardt facts like nothing. They're just in my head. Lewis Hamilton facts (laughs) are coming (laughs) slow. It's not something I'm used to. Uh So 2007 was his first season. Uh And then in 2008, he won his first championship. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's impressive.
0: So Dale Earnhardt and Lewis. Little, little buddies. That's actually a very weird trick. That's that's (laughs) crazy. Both share. Both seven time world champions. Yeah. So he's won seven
2: championships. He's got a lot of clout to his name. Mm -hmm. But along the way, as he kind of started his career, he was definitely fast. Mm -hmm. People recognized that he was quick. All of them kind of gave him credit immediately. All the big dogs. Daryl Waltrip recognized immediately. And Daryl was a big figure in the sport. Mm. If that name sounds. Daryl Waltrip.
0: I've never heard Daryl Waltrip. But you have. So Ooh, if you've ever watched the movie right. Cars, he, yeah.
2: There's the flames car that's the announcer. He goes, boogity, 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 let's go racing. Okay, yeah. That's Daryl Waltrip. Oh, okay. So yeah. after he retired, he became a commentator and he became the most famous commentator. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Because he had a loud mouth even as a race car driver. Fun. So he was the perfect fit mm-hmm. to be a commentator. Anyways, Daryl was a big force in NASCAR at the time. A lot of these guys recognized that this dude was going to be fast and he was going to be a factor in the sport for a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dale's early career also comes with a little bit of like switching teams and figuring things out. Ultimately lands at the number three. Mm -hmm. He did start with number two, ultimately lands with number three. He eventually took on this look, the General Motors GM Goodwrench Mm -hmm. Service Plus. Okay. And the colors for this would have been like white for their brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, Dale decided, you know what's better than that? How about all black and red? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Because it just fit his persona. Mm, why? And the reason he's called the Intimidator is because he was the last dude you wanted in your mirror Mm -hmm. with no laps to go. Okay. Why? Because he would stop at nothing. (laughs) Stop at nothing to win that race. Right. And so if you were in the lead and Dale Earnhardt was in second, he'd wreck you to win the race. Okay. He didn't play clean and he didn't feel the need to. Right. And that's... He he got to your bumper and he'd spin you out and you'd crash and he'd win. And he'd just be like, well, that's just, that's just racing. And that's... And everybody would be like, bow. (laughs) And he's just like, that's just racing. I mean, and he became either everyone's favorite uh-huh. or he was the
0: biggest villain. I, and that's okay with NASCAR, right? Right. hundred percent. I mean, I remember watching my first NASCAR race with you maybe last year. Right. And I was blown away that they were just bumping into each other constantly. Constantly like yeah, bumper to bumper. Right. And I was, yeah, blown away. That's just how they do it. And Dale Earnhardt was just a little bit more aggressive. Even more aggressive than <laughs> most of the dudes now. <laughs>
2: oh, geez. So, but then what really made Earnhardt famous is he was, and especially on the track, he had the reputation. So the black car, the number three, if it was in your mirror, it's just, it was intimidating. Mm,
1: you gotcha. knew that he
2: would spin you out to win. And there was just so mm. many factors where it was like, oh my gosh, Dale's the worst. Yeah. And he won so many championships. He was fast. Mm-hmm. But then there's this kid and he spent some time in Indiana, spent some time in California mm-hmm. and he's a real hotshot and he's really annoying and everyone seems to like him. His name is Jeff Gordon. Mm, I know Jeff Gordon. The number 24 guy, right? Mm -hmm. So Jeff comes into the sport and he doesn't have any sense of identity. If you've ever seen Jeff Gordon in an interview, you probably know that he has no sense of identity. (laughs) (laughs) Bless his heart. He's just a race car driver at heart. That's all he ever cared about was winning. Mm -hmm. He's very like, not Dale Earnhardt type of personality at all. Okay. Just racing. Dale Earnhardt's like, Fishing and hunting, and like oh, okay. a normal guy. He has he's relatable. Yeah, he's a very, his interest outside of the sport. Okay. Jeff Gordon was just a racer. The dude just didn't care about anything <laughs> but racing. Gotcha. And Dale was just kind of irked by this new kid. Mm. It's like, you're fast, but like, yeah. you hollow, man. Like, you're just here to race. <laughs> and on top of it, Jeff didn't like he didn't really have an identity, so he kinda latched on to Dale's at first. So he's wearing same sunglasses, kinda grew out a mustache
0: (laughs) and Dale's like, How old are you when this is going on, Mike? Uh, I'm little. But but you're you're into it. Oh yeah. (laughs) I was little when this
2: started to happen. And so it it, it went away fast. Because Dale made his displeasure known Uh to Jeff being like Yeah, welcome to my racetrack and to my, you know, paddock to my garage area. Mm Mm-hmm no way in hell you're going to have a mustache and sunglasses. Knock that off. Did Jeff ever have a mustache? Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> really? Yeah, and, and Dale Earnhardt was like, this is not your thing. This is my thing. Get it. Stop. Just stop. That's great. And the disdain between them was so deep. and It is so incredible <laughs> that Dale Earnhardt, like he was, he literally couldn't let go of it, that there would be times where he'd be like recording, a commercial break or something for the sport. Like you're Mm -hmm. watching NASCAR and my name's Dale Earnhardt, Uh you know? And then like on one of the takes, he'd be like, you're watching NASCAR. And if you root for Jeff Gordon,
0: you suck.
1: (laughs) Really? Yeah, he would do stuff We'd like that. We need to find some of those. Oh, I
2: know where they are. Let's
0: post them on yeah, our reels. Yeah. Like
2: Ricky Bobby, like with the, if you know, chew Big Red. Uh-huh. Like that comes from like knowing really? that that's Dale Earnhardt like, was literally like that way. That's derivative yeah. of actual Dale Earnhardt attitude. The reality of Talladega Nights is that it is a true derivative of so many things. That it's uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't know NASCAR is still very foreign to me. It is. It, yeah, it's not to me. But this is why we have this podcast. We're talking about all things motorsport. Totally. Yeah. Basically, what ended up taking this sport, and we've talked about IndyCar mm-hmm. and how it had its, it went through its little divorce where the sport split into, mm-hmm. and how IMSA had that same kind of thing, and a lot of like the motorsport in America really struggled to find its way. Yeah. NASCAR really soared. To importance as Dale was like a rookie, and then as he progressed through his career and the okay. television things started to swing in their favor, gotcha. He got his new opposite, and then Dale became the villain to the new guy Jeff Gordon, mm. and that is when NASCAR hit its peak. Yeah, this
0: skyrocket you trajectory, a really great rivalry, right? Polar opposites. It's the Lewis Hamilton they Max
2: Verstappen story. Bring people in, yeah, it, okay, they do, yeah, yeah. they
0: do. And it was the young rookie kid It was Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Yeah, yeah. Opposite right. sides of the country. Right. Opposite teams, but huge rivals. Right. Yeah. But rivalries brew viewers. Yeah. They because do. they
2: and they, they want to align mm-hmm. with their team. Yeah. And so you were either a fan of the Intimidator wearing black yeah. or you were a Rainbow Warrior Jeff Gordon fan. Right. And it was like you you saw the future of it mm-hmm. or you were stuck in the past. And so there is just uh, these different avenues of NASCAR fans. Everything was splitting. Yep. That's pretty fun. And so where Daniel Ricardo comes into this equation yeah. is that he sees this badass yeah. <laughs> American uh-huh. in black. Yeah. He's got the number three on the side of the car mm-hmm. and he's just a hero. This guy mm. is just a true American hero. Yeah. And he's an Aussie kid that sees that, right? Yeah. Then comes 2001, Dale Earnhardt Sr. is racing with his son and another car that he owns. So, Dale mm-hmm. has his own team in the sport. Yeah. It's called DEI, Dale Earnhardt Incorporated. Okay. Dale Jr. drives for them and Michael Waltrip, Daryl Waltrip's little brother races for them. It's the 15 and the 8. Uh, come into the checker flag at the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. It is Michael Waltrip, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dale Earnhardt Sr., and the rest of the pack. Mm -hmm. So they're literally coming around, turn three and turn four. Mm -hmm. Dale Jr. is pushing Michael. Dale Sr. is blocking. Dale Sr. gets hooked. Mm. and slides down into the grass and then back up in front of the field. Mm. And as he comes back up in front of the field, is hooked one more time and hits the wall mm. close to 200 miles an hour. Jeez! This is prior to Hans devices yeah. and so many safety features that we now accept as normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dale also was known for wearing, wearing the half face helmet and not a full face with a closed lid. Oh. he always wore goggles and the open face. Wow. And so lots of things didn't work out in his favor as far as safety was concerned. That's not good. And the crash he he died instantly. So Dale Jr so his so Michael Waltrip wins the race, Dale Jr finishes 2nd Mhm. They're celebrating together little do they know. Oh that's sad. That Dale Sr had passed. Oh that's really sad. And not survived the crash. So really gnarly heavy story. Yeah but with that comes more hero status right for kids young age mm-hmm. i watched that race live i remember all wow. of it happening I remember the ambulance coming out on track. I remember them showing with a helicopter, the ambulance leaving. Oh, wow. And everyone saying there is no update. Yeah. We will provide one as soon as we have one. Yeah. And being concerned, being Mm -hmm. like, what happened to Dale Earnhardt? Yeah. And I was more of a Jeff Gordon fan. Mm -hmm. So as a young kid, I was like, he's closer to me in age. I don't know. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. yeah. Yeah. Looking up to the new guy. Yeah. And, but like, I remember this like rocking my world and just being like, well, what didn't I know about Dale senior and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And so I became more of a fan as time went on and research mm-hmm. and understanding more about this guy yeah, than the, the real racer kind of dorky Jeff Gordon guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyways, he's just a, he's just a really cool classic NASCAR figure. No, that's right. And just so much grit, you know? Yeah. He had so much clout. Yeah.
0: No, that's a tragedy. I want, well, I want to keep talking about Dell Earnhardt, but it's it's interesting that there is a parallel between him and these other greats in Formula One, like Senna and Schumacher, who probably aren't with us a lot anymore. Right. Yeah. What is it about these legends? I mean, I think that there's something to the John Lennons of the
2: world, mm. the the and Sennas, the mm. Michael Schumachers. These people that it's like life can't be contained Mm. in their personalities and and what they do. That's a really pretty way of saying that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but like Dale Sr. is a, he's one of those people that was definitely enough of a thrill seeker to like, even though that nickname seems stupid because- I've heard that Dale Senior would sit in a tree for an entire day and not move once if it meant that he could find himself a deer and, and get the shot. Mm. Like he was extremely patient mm. and you know, but he got in a race car and was freaking fast. Yeah. So while he might be both those things, mm-hmm.
0: I mean he was fifty years old when That he, is impressive when he died <laughs> to be a professional <laughs> driver at that age. Yeah. He's forty nine. That is that is really great. Yeah. Mike, is there like a a certain race that comes to mind where you, you think of like Del Earnhardt as like, that was dope. Like yeah. what comes to mind when you're thinking like a really rad moment that shows how Del Earnhardt just crushed it.
2: Well, one of the things that's a, like a little known fact about Dale Sr. is that he had horrific luck with the Daytona 500. He'd won everything. Won every mm. race, every racetrack. Nothing eluded this guy. But the Daytona 500 every year, Something would come up mm. and just rob him of the win, and so he was just he hated the Daytona 500, but he needed to etch his name on the trophy because every winner yeah has a has a placard on the on the trophy with their name etched etched into it. Gotcha. Okay, and so he was like, oh, I have to win this race." Mm-hmm. It finally happened in 1998. Dale finally conquered the Daytona 500. Sweet. And what was so cool about it is that it wasn't just the win that was epic because every Daytona 500 is crazy. It's chaos Mm -hmm. and it's fun to watch. But Dale Sr. won the race and to show that everyone in the sport was happy for him Mm -hmm. and respected him, every team on pit road came out and high-fived him as he drove past. So every pick remember all the drivers Everybody so he drove down pit lane and high fived Everybody that's pretty cool a Really cool moment in the sports history
0: Yeah I like that never Happened and won't happen again Yeah (laughs) (laughs) The one time (laughs) Trying to think is there a race That eludes Max Verstappen (laughs) Only Monza this year And would everyone go out and give him a high five? No. Would Lewis be running up first to give him a high five? No.
1: <laughs> Never. Even if it was an epic way
0: no. Yeah, no, that's really impressive. That's really cool. Yeah, to see the sports reaction to be so positive is cool. It's going to be great when, at the age of 49, Lando <laughs> Norris gets first place. <laughs> At Silver Stone. And, everyone, for first
1: and everyone
0: comes out and gives That's when that, that will happen in Formula One. That is what it when happens. When Lando gets his first win. And the cars are AI <laughs> driving, but he knows all the buttons to push. Yeah. He just straps in and just like It's just a chair in that's the, and That's why he's forty nine and in, to in the garage. Yeah. The car's
2: just out there. And he's just remote controlling
0: virtual high five people. <laughs>
2: That's sad, but it will be true. (laughs) That's definitely Lando's story. (laughs) Maybe as a recommendation, since we've kind of talked about Dale Sr. today and there's lots of things to learn about Dale. Uh uh, Dale Jr. has a podcast called the Dale Jr. Download. Mm. And he has a series that he released earlier this year called the Becoming Earnhardt Series. Oh, okay. And they talk about that 1979 rookie season Hmm. in depth. He talks about all the races. And, uh, and all the drivers who are participating at the time Mm. in depth. And it's a, it's a pretty cool list. And I liked listening to it on top of it. NASCAR has released a classics website and you can go back and literally watch all of NASCAR's archives that are available. Oh my gosh. And it's free. You don't even have to have an email to log in. None of that. Oh, cool. You can literally just go in and watch anything you want. Oh, cool. So you can go back, watch the 1998 season, Daytona 500, and watch Dale Senior win. Cool. And you can see some of these, you know, photo finishes and some of these cool things that kind of made the name for the dude who's the Intimidator.
0: That's awesome. And uh, like, again, I think we wanted to talk about it because it's the American Grand Prix this week. Yes. Yes. And, like, yeah, we like Daniel Ricciardo. There's a tie there. But also, like, we like Haas. Haas is America's Formula One team. For sure. This is America's home race. Right. There's also been a very rich history of motorsport in America. Definitely. So why not give a shout-out to Del Earnhardt and learn a little about that today? Who is definitely,
2: especially for those who are abroad and listening to this, mm-hmm who is a massive icon, if not one of the biggest, if not Mm. the biggest NASCAR name Mm. in history. Yeah. And where NASCAR is the biggest motorsport in the United States with probably no question, Mm -hmm. him being at the top
0: rung of that, we thought it would be smart to talk about the guy who's kind of king of this. Everyone's doing United States Grand Prix lead-ups. Yes. We've talked about in the past, so... Yeah, so this was our our hopefully version of it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you liked the journey along with Dell Hart.
2: Definitely. Yeah. And as we, as Max was just saying, we're looking forward to this. this. Is going to be epic this weekend. Yeah. We know that Haas is bringing an upgrade that's yeah. more like RB. Mm-hmm. We are
0: banking on points. I'm yes. going double
2: points finish for we need our boys. Double
0: points finish to get back over on Alfa Romeo?
2: I might have started a fantasy team, an F1 fantasy team. Oh, really? For
0: us. (laughs) Yeah. It's
2: it's Fast Ones podcast, if you want to look us up. Is this for real? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I might have put all of my eggs in the Haas basket this weekend. (laughs) Yes. I I mean, I put Max there too, because like, let's be serious. Like, of course, Max is still going to do well. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to do well. It's a a ringer. So, uh, but I also have Haas and -hmm. both Nico and Kevin And I'm really banking it. I think it's going to be an epic weekend. That's going to be a good weekend. And I'm also,
0: I can't wait to see Daniel back. No, it's going to be so great to see Daniel back. And if Piastri crashes him out again, (laughs) I will hunt him down. (laughs) I
2: feel like Oscar, we were just starting, <laughs> we were just, just starting coming starting around, around dude. Come on, man.
0: As soon as someone starts picking at N- Lando Norris, <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, we're on board. Was it, what is it about trying to uh, unravel these British drivers? <laughs> it's it's Lando, George, and Lewis, <laughs> it's, it's Harry Potter. How come, how come when there's somebody who annoys me, it's, it's always it's you three? three? It's just Lando and Lewis and George. All right, moving right along. We have two listener emails, two listener questions. Yes. If you want to email us, fastones.us at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Instagram. Follow us, fastones.us. Just check us out on Instagram. Okay, this one comes from Jamie. Love the show. Great to have a podcast to listen to that is also full of Haas fans. Got that right. Okay, so he says, curious for your thoughts on the new Andretti team and if Haas is in danger of becoming America's second F1 team. You're shaking your head no. But I feel like there's a lot of hype of like, Andretti finally America is going to be actually in the sport. And that kind of makes me mad. Who said those words? I feel like I don't, (laughs) I don't agree at all. Well, of course we don't agree. Right. Yeah. That's what a load of crap. So, yeah, I mean, go ahead. I want to hear what your oh, oh, thoughts are first. I, I mean, I am very partial to Haas. Yes. But like, I, I do think people like there's it, there exists like this fandom that isn't recognizing Haas as an actual competitive USA team. Right. right. They're like, oh, well, the owners from the United States, based in the United States, but like everyone on the team is, you know, British or or European. Or Romain Grosjean. Yeah, or they're like, you know, they're, the are their like, engine is like a Ferrari and stuff. Like it, There's like all these arguments against it. But like, no, it's America's USA. It's USA's team. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then like Andretti coming in, it's like, oh, the Andretti's American Cadillac. What, you think the Andretti's aren't going to steal some British
2: engineering? <laughs> of course they are. They're yeah. going to take people from other teams because mm-hmm. that's how this works. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm I'm just going to say it's like... Uh, the Toyota Tundra is built in Texas, okay by m- m- by many different cultures, but in the United States, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and yes, it's a Japanese manufacturer, but the truck is built in the US. Yeah, right? Okay. The, so what is the deal with like, is it because the Andretti home base is going to be in the. US? Mm. Is that what people are thinking? Because Haas has a headquarters in the U.S., Mm -hmm. yeah, and in England and in Italy, yeah, which is rad. Yes, and I want I want homes in all three of those places. (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't you? So, (laughs) what what are we mad about? Uh, Yeah, It seems like this is a real Uh, good idea. Yeah, I mean, I guess that like sure because uh, I mean, let me put it this way as well: Mario Andretti is also considered one of the most successful Americans in Formula One. I was was Mario was
0: born in Italy. (laughs) Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, is it a per is it a perception of success? Haas we are the underdogs and it right. seems to be a perpetual underdog thing. Right. And our people just being like, "Oh, Andretti, that means success. We right. are going to if if we follow Andretti, it's actually going to be an American team that is going to be winning." Right. I mean, it it's hard to win in Formula 1 as a brand new team. Right. And so, realistically, I feel like Haas is is in a, a good position now. Right, they're going to be in a way better position when Andretti's come into the sport.
2: Well, and here's where I'm here's where I'm going to give the Andretti some credit is that they did align with Cadillac, and although Cadillac isn't fully backing this they aren't making a power unit they're not doing some of the things that the other oems have brought to the table Mm -hmm. cadillac is deep in the racing scene right now cadillac has prototype divisions that they've been running well in the us yeah and have i think they introduced the cadillac this year to the le mans racing like actually in WEC. that's cool the world endurance championship so like cadillac's looking for legitimacy on the nat- on the global stage yeah. of motorsport and i can respect them for that
0: that's rad because i grew up my grandpa it's like Always drove a Cadillac, and they were just big clunky boats. Totally on the road, yeah. And for Cadillac to be moving towards motorsport, I respect it. It's cool. And for me as a consumer, I'm like, oh, maybe I should look at a Cadillac yeah. if they're being fast and they're motorsporty and they're sportsy and fast. That's cool, right? It's a well, cool move. And I, so we respect that, right? And there's different generations
2: of Cadillac owners, but you're right. Every every person who's has a grandparent had a
1: Cadillac.
0: point. So we definitely associate it with the boat. This is. It's kind of like Leah Iacocca in yeah. Ford v Ferrari when he's just like, hey, let's make Ford the brand of the youth. Right. Let's go racing. Right. Yeah. And it's like, let's that's, make Cadillac a racing car. Yeah. It's like that shift in focus in mm-hmm. the 60s worked great for yeah. Ford.
2: Yeah. yeah. Let's do uh, it. Hey, why not now? Uh-huh. So I think Cadillac is smart to do this. I think that Andretti is smart to partner with a comp- company that's hungry for legitimacy on the global stage. Yeah. Uh, but uh, here's the thing. Mercedes and Audi, uh, who's now going to be in the sport, mm-hmm. and Red Bull, Ferrari. These are brands that were proven on these same race racetracks mm-hmm. through decades. Mm. The engineering heritage and everything is around lightweight and independent suspension and all the things that the U.S. was not doing mm. for decades. Mm-hmm. And so... It is a little bit funny to think like, oh, Cadillac's going to come in and try to mix it up with Audi and Mercedes mm-hmm. and these and Ferrari and these people who have been doing it forever. Mm-hmm. Again, they're going to try and steal people. Mm. But the reality is, is that, yes, the, the OEM support of Mercedes and Ferrari and Audi will be huge because there's just even that little bit of engineering know-how that can come mm-hmm. down from the companies yeah. and is not dollars spent by the team to figure it out. Yeah that is just going to benefit those companies just a little more than like mm-hmm. a Cadillac can. Yeah. And that's the only thing that I can say is that it that's where Andretti's OEM hope is just a little different, Gotcha. but for Haas. And as far as it's going to pertain to Haas, mm-hmm. Haas doesn't need an OEM. And that is part of what I love about them. They are the Braun GP. Mm-hmm. They are the underdog of underdogs, like yeah. you said, mm-hmm. but they've proven themselves so much. Yeah. And it's like, yes, it's fluctuated, but, they're still here. Yeah. And they're still kicking Alpha Romeo's butt. Yeah. And Alpha
0: Terry showed up with a car that was terrible
1: this year. Uh-huh.
0: And Williams is hot or cold. So it's just, it's still so close. Yeah. And we'll see how close it gets this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Haas will always be America's number one team. And even if the Hawks from Mighty Ducks end up being Andretti, mm-hmm. I, still do, I still don't think it'll be an overnight success. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Well, yes. thanks, Jamie, for writing in. Next question. Phil, he says, Hey, fast ones. I've been hearing rumors or pipe dreams about Leclerc at Red Bull. How would Chucky perform at Red Bull? <laughs> not any better than Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, he's like, Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, it's not realistic. Yeah. But, like, could a Charles Leclerc get tempted to go to Red Bull? Would Red Bull even be interested in a Charles Leclerc? I actually
2: think that one of Lando Norris's funniest comments this year just as a side note. Yeah. Because Lando's also been linked to this same discussion. Uh-huh. Uh, was like, does Lando Norris is he in discussions with Ferrari for a potential seat? And he said <laughs> he said that he was looking for his
0: first win, not his first therapy session. <laughs> uh, I was like, that's, ooh, this good. It's a brutal answer. Side note, I saw a stat today that says Lando Norris is the only McLaren driver to not win a race in his first four years at McLaren.
1: Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Oh, yeah.
0: I shouldn't
2: laugh, but oof, uh, that's yeah, a brutal a stat to have in your stat. court. Okay. So anyways, Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. I mean, Charles, I think the would, thing. Would Red Bull even be interested? I No. No. The answer is no. Yeah. And the reason that I know that the answer is no is because they know that they would divide their attention. And I can tell that Helmet Marco and Christian Horner have no, 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 no desire to do it. Mm. Either driver two can drive Max's car or he can't. Mm-hmm. And I know that with Charles, he would expect to be catered to as much as Max. Yeah. I I also think that, like, when you look at the old karting videos, Mm -hmm. which are some of my favorite things, when you see, like, max and and charles be interviewed back to back Mm -hmm. because they crashed into each other during the race and charles won and he's like oh it's just a racing incident Uh i don't know if you've seen the incident Uh that comes from a childhood interview (laughs) with charles but it's no big deal and then like max is like he pushed me off the track
1: (laughs) he's all pissed off yeah
2: and i'm like this is exactly i'm like if you can't picture that fast forward it to now yes i'm like charles and max would be at each other's throats so bad yeah and red bull would be like what did we do yeah i can see that so. That's my take mm. But I do think it would be fun A part of me just thinks that Charles would probably crash a lot though
0: Yeah <laughs> What do you think? I don't know what I think I think it, it it just seems out of the question I just can't see Charles Leclerc in a Red Bull uniform No He's been in a red one for so long Right To go to Navy Blue Just it doesn't fit his complexion <laughs> <laughs> It's like he's an autumn Yeah he- <laughs> So he's I, a fall boy. Yeah. And then Max Verstappen just fits that color. He's just pumpkin spice. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's, and, and it's weird. It's just like that whole Red Bull family. Yeah. They all match that. Yeah, they that, do. That uniform. That real deep navy blue. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and I can't picture Charles. Can't, yeah. He he wouldn't do it. And I also think that there
2: is such an allegiance for. Some, and I think that in, in an era like we mm-hmm. are in now. Yeah. I think that that's something that's very unique to now. Yeah. Is that, you know, you would have thought. Oh, I could never see seen Alain Prost mm-hmm. leave McLaren and go to Ferrari. you mm. could never see him drive for Renault. And... Yet he drove for he Williams. He drove for Ferrari. He yeah. drove for McLaren. Uh huh. And Ayrton and Senna drove for Williams. Yeah. And so there's, you know, yeah. it happens. It happens.
0: Charles Leclerc's blood just seems like Ferrari. Uh, it runs red because he was brought up like, in the Ferrari world. Right. Max Verstappen's brought up in this Red Bull world. It's like, yeah, yeah. Ferrari red and his blood's pumping with Red Bull, and it's just no. And even when I hear yeah. people say
2: Lando Norris could be going to Red Bull, I'm like, nah. He's a papaya boy. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that we've, you know, we've seen it. We know what he's going to do. He's going to be a McLaren guy. Yeah. And I think that there's such allegiance because of how young everyone is. Mm. And they're like, we need to develop it and we need to develop the car. And that takes time. Mm -hmm. And so we're taking these young drivers and they are our, that's who we're going to grow with. Yeah. It's a smart move. Yeah. And so I think we've seen all three teams do it with Lando, Charles and Max Mm -hmm.
0: and Red Bull has just really succeeded. Yeah. So maybe the other two can catch him. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you for writing in those questions, uh, Jamie and Phil. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode today. Appreciate it. Follow us on Spotify, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Yes. Watch us on YouTube. Yes. So you can see the cool Dale Earnhardt doll. You can see it. Cool. Live. Enjoy the United States Grand Prix this weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. And The Grid Cars and Coffee is this weekend. That's right. If it's you're this are the Utah area. Come to the grid Saturday morning on the 21st. 21st of October. And come say hi, okay? We'll see you there. Bye. See you guys. It's
1: one small podcast. Podcasts. Podcasts. Podcasts.
2: Podcasts. Do you guys
0: need a driver survive spinoff? <laughs> we know that drive to is sort
2: of losing relevance. <laughs> <laughs>